The Dallas Stars just suffered their worst loss of the 2023 playoffs in a 7-2 shelling at the hands of the Seattle Kraken. And on today's episode, we'll talk about everything that went wrong. Miro Haskinen misses the majority of the game. Jake Ottinger, maybe his worst performance of his young career. And we'll talk about what the Stars can do to get back on track. All of this and more coming up on a Monday episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Monday, May 8th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We're always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And I wish that, that we were kicking off the week with a little bit brighter news, but here we are. Uh, the round two series for the Stars following the exact same script uh, as the first round series did against the Minnesota Wild. Stars lose game one, heartbreaker at home, and over time they bounce back with a convincing game two win. And then you, you head out on the road, game three, hostile environment, you get the brakes absolutely beat off of you. But this one felt much worse. I, I, I don't know about you guys, uh, but I feel much worse after this game three than I did against after the Minnesota Wild game three. Uh, at least in that one, Jake Ottinger, definitely not his best, but Jake Ottinger, maybe the worst performance of his career uh, here uh, this game against the Seattle Kraken. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But the one of the biggest storylines also uh, the departure of defenseman Miro Haskinen from the ice uh, in the second period when the Kraken actually scored their first goal. Jordan Eberle, his fourth of the postseason, uh, a shot um, from the rookie, uh, the Seattle rookie, Ty Cartier. Uh, it deflects off, I believe, Ryan Suter's stick or deflects off something and hits Miro Haskinen right in the middle of the face. You could see the blood coming out of his nose on the broadcast. He, he immediately goes to the locker room. Uh, and then it's reported during the broadcast on TBS that it looked like he was going to return. But really, I mean, the bleeding started literally with Miro Haskinen. Uh, and then that goal absolutely opened the floodgates for the Seattle Kraken, who would go on to score three more goals, four more goals in that period, but three more consecutive goals. Alex Winberg, Carson Soucy, and Matty Beniers all scoring before the Stars would finally uh, light the lamp on their own, courtesy of Mason Marchment in his third of the postseason. But, I mean, that that's the moment where, where things truly started to go south. I mean, you, you get scored on, and you also lose your best defenseman, uh, which w was a nightmare anyway. I mean, because Miro Haskinen is undoubtedly the Stars' best player, but then it really started to show, and now we understand a little bit more. I feel like it happens anytime Miro Haskinen misses time with this team uh, due to injury. You you start to realize just how valuable that he is to this team, and really this defensive core is nothing without Miro Haskinen. There are guys in there that provide value and some pretty talented players, but I mean, not guys that can 
be, be the glue holding this team together like Miro appears to do so often. Uh, and his presence was dearly missed uh, throughout the rest of this game. I, I mean, if the Seattle Kraken score the first goal, it is what it is. I mean, someone has to get the scoring started, but I mean, you have to wonder what the game could have ended up like if Miro Haskinen doesn't get injured in the process. I mean, truly a, a double whammy in that situation. But the rest of the defensive core just not able to hold up in Miro's absence. Uh, the good news is that there's plenty of reports that say that it seemed like the choice to not allow Miro Haskinen to return to the game in the third period was due rather to the score rather than his health. Uh, many sources, including Saad Youssef, Mike Heika, guys who were speaking with Pete DeBoer after the game, saying that Miro wanted to come back in the game, probably could have come back in the game, uh, but th really the, the score of the game at that time, at the start of the second intermission, did play a pretty big factor uh, into the return, or rather the lack thereof, uh, of Miro to the ice. So it seems like good news for game four, although Pete DeBoer, from everything I saw from Zad Youssef and Mike Heika, as well as many other sources, said that there was no for sure confirmation he would play. But just based on those interactions and based on those reports, it seems likely that number four will be back out on the ice on Tuesday night as the Stars look to even the series, which is absolutely huge. Uh, I, I mean, this was a small foretaste of if Miro Haskinen is missing and not a part of the equation, uh, the Dallas Stars are going nowhere in the postseason. I mean, he is a huge part of what they do, a, a massive catalyst offensively, defensively, getting out of the zone, navigating the neutral zone. Uh, I mean, it was on full display, and the Stars got exposed with their best player not out there on the ice. So it seems like good news uh, and, and props to him for wanting to come back in the game, but I think that's the right decision. Uh, really, I mean, even the most optimistic Stars fans can't believe that the Stars were going to find a way to come back and win that game. I think it's the right decision to let him sit out the rest of the night, uh, let him rest, recover. I mean, he's been an absolute workhorse for this Dallas team through the entirety of the postseason, leading the NHL in time on ice through the playoffs. Uh, and he's been great when he has been playing. And so I think letting him get this rest uh, and letting him recover to the best of his abilities before game four uh, was probably the right decision uh, as to not risk re-injury uh, through however you know much longer that game was going to be with him out there on the ice. I think that's the right call uh, to not let him return, and hopefully he's good to go for game four because uh, the Stars desperately need Miro Haskin to be out there, and they need him to be at his best if there is any hope for them securing a victory uh, in, in order to tie the series back up at two before heading back to Dallas. Uh, so thankfully, seems like Miro's going to be okay. A scary situation when you see a puck hit someone in the face. It's happened twice now. Uh, we saw it happen in that Los Angeles-Edmonton series as well, uh, except it resulted, it bounced off an Edmonton's player face and then went into the goal uh, instead of bouncing off a player's face, allowing the other team uh, to score a goal. So the Stars on the short end of the stick and for multiple reasons, losing their best player and then also proceeding to get scored on uh, about two seconds after that puck bounces off Miro Haskinen's face. But hopefully he's going to be back and going to be himself for game four. Well, speaking of a nightmare evening on Sunday, Jake Ottinger, maybe his worst performance in his young career. Should we be concerned or was this just a fluke? We'll talk about that coming up next. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Indeed. There is no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do all of it. Start now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash locked on. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Dallas Stars down 2-1 in their second round series against the Seattle Kraken. A brutal 7-2 loss. The worst performance for the team throughout the entirety of this playoffs up to this point. That unfortunately includes their young superstar goaltender, Jake Ottinger, who allows five goals in this game. A 7.06 save percentage. Uh, only plays the first two periods. Scott Wedgwood would come out in relief in the start of the third period, and he doesn't fare much better, uh, allowing two goals, one of them shorthanded against the Seattle Kraken, who, who just simply refused uh, to be stopped offensively. A nightmare evening in the crease for the Dallas Stars, but especially for Jake Ottinger. And going back to the Miro Haskinen injury and the puck bouncing off of his face, and I, I put this out on Twitter, that goal I, I feel like it is understandable. You still would love Jake to make that save. Of course, anytime a goalie that you are cheering for gets scored on, you say, ah, I wish that, you know, they, they need to have that one back. That's a play they got to make. But but I can understand how, how that goal goes in. Normally, you expect your all-world defenseman, Miro Haskinen, to not be down on the ground in pain, having just taken a, a wrist shot to the face. Uh, and Normally, you would expect some sort of support there. But Jake Ottinger is left one-on-one -on -one at point-blank range uh, with one of the best scorers on Seattle's roster in Jordan Eberle. So, again, you'd like to see Otter make that save, but I can also understand how he doesn't. And also, you have to give props to Eberle for, for making that play and making Jake Ottinger bite so hard on that first fake of the initial shot uh, and then, of course, beating him. But then what, what followed, the three goals after, uh, in my mind, inexcusable saves that Jake Ottinger absolutely has to have uh, just for one, the, the type of plays and shots that they are, but also just what had been happening in the game. Uh, I mean, it's a zero zero game through the first period. The stars showed some semblance of life in that first period early on, but as it continued to progress, uh, it started to see Seattle take over more and more of the game and that carried over into the second period as well. And so they finally break the ice the momentum starting to lean towards Seattle's side. And then, you know, you need your stud goaltender to really step up and make some big plays, especially when your best defenseman is also now out of the game. And at that point, we didn't know how severe the injury was. We had no idea if Miro Haskinen was going to be coming back. But the Alex Winberg goal, a shot from far out, kind of a breakaway play. It's a tough save to make, but a guy of Jake Ottinger's skill and caliber, you expect that play to be made. The Carson Soucy one, maybe the worst one of them all. Uh, Carson Soucy beats Jake Ottinger five hole. Inexcusable. Jake Ottinger's got to make that play. Matty Beneers also gets one by him. And, and, and I mean, really, I feel like the Soucy goal was the true nail in the coffin. Uh, but if that wasn't enough, I mean, that, that fourth goal was really the straw that broke the camel's back. And, and it was just so unlike Jake, which was the most upsetting part. And I, I'm, I'm torn because I, I, think Jake Ottinger is a phenomenal player and he is the future of this team in net. I'm not giving up on him after this one game. No one's perfect. I'm not perfect. Professional athletes aren't perfect. Everyone is going to have bad days at their job, what they do. 
Uh, Lord knows that I I'm always not the best whenever I do this job. Uh, and you guys know that as well. Uh, even when you go out there and you, and you do the work, you put the work in and you try your hardest, sometimes you just fail. Jake Ottinger, definitely not his best night. So I'm not throwing in the towel. Jake Ottinger, I still have firm belief in him as a player. And that's not just for the future. That's for right now. I believe in him in this series. But so weird and just out of character to see him have a performance like that. Again, you can excuse a few goals. I mean, it's going to happen. You're not going to get a shutout every time you go out there on the ice. But to give up that many in that quick of a sequence on saves that you would normally see him make, it was frustrating and a little bit disheartening to see. And and I, I with Miro Haskinen being held out for you know the rest of the second and third period, I think it was the right decision to pull Jake Ottinger because of how important he still is to this team for the remainder of this series. Uh, to let him rest up, let him reset his focus, let him refresh his mind, uh, and hopefully be ready to go for Game Four. Because as much as the Stars need Miro Haskinen to be available and great in game four they need that even more so from jake gottinger but more on the mental side i mean game one in this series for jake we know was not his best but he was able to bounce back in game two and deliver a stellar performance that's really kind of been the the history of jake gottinger after a bad game he normally bounces back but i don't know if we've ever seen a game to this degree on the bad side of the spectrum for jake gottinger so now the question is how is he going to respond how is he going to approach game four again in hostile territory with this Seattle team that can just fly up and down the ice and absolutely move uh, smooth and fluidly within their own offensive zone? It's going to be difficult. But again, the sample size is so big for Jake Ottinger and the good has far outweighed the bad, especially in his playoff career. Not perfect, uh, but still has shown plenty of, uh, that there should still be belief and faith in him as a player to go out and deliver these big-time performances. And we continue to say he needs to find that new level and reach those new highs here as the stage continues to get bigger and the lights continue to shine brighter here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And this is the opportunity for Jake to do just that. To, to prove the doubters wrong, I'm sure doubters are starting to appear after this game left and right, whether they're Stars fans or whether they're just NHL fans who cheer for another team but watch this game and say, oh, maybe Jake Gottinger's not all that we thought he was cracked up to be, uh, which I believe is a ridiculous accusation after one performance like this. But people are going to believe what they want to believe, and they're going to say what they want to say, even if it's not true. But Jake Ottinger has shown time and time again that he bounces back from adversity and he doesn't let one bad performance define him. I'm sure it's gonna it's rough right after the game. I'm sure that the whole evening after and maybe a little, a little bit of the next morning, not the easiest to go through as a player after a game like that. But Jake Ottinger has shown to be that he is a professional on and off the ice. And if he continues to do what he's done, he's going to forget this performance and he's going to hit practice on Monday. And then he's going to be ready to go on Tuesday night. And I fully expect that of him. But still, it's just such an uncharacteristic performance and saves that you absolutely have to make in that second period in order to help keep your team in the contest after what was a pretty rocky start to that middle frame, a frame that the Stars are used to normally having control over. But absolute disaster. And normally you have Jake Ottinger to lean on, but the Stars did not have that on Sunday night, but the Stars will hopefully have that for a full game on Tuesday, and that's 
you know, the beauty of, of hockey again, that this series still isn't over. And the Dallas Stars have been in this exact position before. And we'll continue to elaborate on that thought a little bit more coming up next. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste, then I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing that you won't think that they're good for you. But what makes them taste so good, you might ask? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievably delicious flavors such as churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. Now, I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros with only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Be sure to give Built Bars a try today. You can find them at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or, of course, at Built.com. The Dallas Stars find themselves in a very similar situation as they did a couple weeks ago in their first-round series against the Minnesota Wild. They find themselves down 2-1. And the script, as I said earlier, has been the exact same up to this point. So maybe there's still the best is yet to come in this series. But but this loss feels drastically different in my mind uh, than it did when the Stars lost game three in Minnesota to the Wild. And part of that is just the degree to which the loss was given. But the Seattle team is also just very different to navigate and to match up against than the Minnesota Wild. But there is also uh, some comfort, I guess, that can be taken in the fact that the series isn't over and the Stars have been in this exact situation before and they know uh, what, it, what it will take for them to overcome it and, and to bounce back from this performance. And it, really, it's just baffling to me to see kind of how they've managed themselves here in the playoffs. It feels like this team can take a step or two forward but then they'll always find a way to stumble back three or four steps. I mean, you look in game one and the Stars have trouble with Seattle's forecheck I and mean, they can't clear their, their defensive zone and they give Seattle those quick bang-bang scoring opportunities, kind of like we saw on Sunday. But we, we did see it in game one uh, last Tuesday night, almost a week ago. And so the Stars find a way in game two on Thursday to counter it. They find ways to, to get those passes from the corner in the defensive zone. They navigate the neutral zone cleanly, and then they're able to get the offense set up on the other side of the ice. And so you say, okay, I mean, Seattle is going to make adjustments as well. It's one of the many layers of these playoff matchups. It is the chess match between the coaching staffs and, and the plays they draw up and the systems uh, that they draw up for every single game. And so you don't expect everything to be the exact same on both sides of the ice or for either coach, but, I mean, these teams have seen enough of each other to at this point through this series, but also just in general, they played all of their games against each other in the second half of the regular season. And so these teams are pretty familiar with each other. And the stars just as a team have plenty of veteran guys that have seen just about everything in the Stanley cup playoffs up to this point in their career. So it's just baffling to me that even when fully healthy through the first period and a half of the game, or really through the first period and a few minutes of the second, that you're not able to, to right all of those wrongs like you did in game two. And you continued to find ways to get beat, couldn't clear the zone when you needed to, couldn't really ever get the offense set up consistently. 
And, and a big part of it was that the Kraken did a pretty good job through the early stages of the game, not committing penalties. And, and even when they did eventually, I, I did, they, they, you know, use that, that second ranked penalty kill in the postseason to kill off those power plays. And I, I think I have that right now. I misspoke a few episodes ago. It's the penalty kill in Seattle. That is very, very good. And the power play that so far through the playoffs hasn't been phenomenal uh, although they did go one for two on Sunday night, so there is that. But but the Stars really just being their own worst enemies, it seems, and this happened in the early stages of that Minnesota series where it seems like, okay, they're starting to find ways to beat this team uh, and to exploit their weaknesses, and it seems like maybe they were on the trail to doing that here in this series, but now again, they find themselves back at square one uh, looking you know, at, at a potential 3-1 deficit if they can't pull themselves together during game four. And it's not a great situation to be in, especially with how Philip Grubauer has been playing a guy who is just a testament of regular season stats don't matter in the playoffs. A guy who was a sub 900 save percentage all regular season long, just not good goaltending numbers. I mean, that's not even me just being a hater. That That's just a fact. Philip Grubauer's regular season numbers were not good, but he's been very, very good here in the playoffs. And if you're going to continue to get those kind of performances from Philip Grubauer, you have to find a way to match that on your side of the ice, but also make proper adjustments to beat that defense and find ways to beat that goaltender because the Stars have the guys to do it. The, the Seattle team, I, I'm, I have given them credit, and I'm going to continue to do so. It is not a fluke that they are here in the second round. They deserve to be here. They, have, des they deserve to be up 2-1 in this series based on how they played games one and three. It makes sense. I'm not discrediting them at all. But also, you can't convince me that this Seattle team is a better team than the Dallas Stars. You look at these at the rosters, and the Stars are loaded with guys that are built for playoff hockey. And the Kraken are as well. And they have a deep team. They have a lot of good depth. They have a lot of really, really good players. Guys that any team in the league would be happy to have on their roster. But you can't convince me that it's a better roster than what the Stars are rolling out night in and night out. And, and they're relatively healthy. Joe Pavelski's back. It seems like Miro Haskinen is going to be back for game four. And, and so it's a matter of, of formulating the right game plan and then executing it. And the Stars were not able to do that in game three. And if they don't do it in game four, uh, the season could be coming to an end very, very soon. But we're, of course, going to elaborate that on that a little bit more on tomorrow's episode, diving into how the Stars can actually win this game and get the series tied back up at two apiece headed back to Dallas for game five. But that is going to do it for today's episode of lockdown stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen every single day. Remember to subscribe to the show on YouTube, follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We're always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. You can also find us on social media at lockdown stars, Instagram and Twitter or my personal Twitter account at, at Dane double underscore Lewis. Dane one underscore Lewis was already taken, so that is the reason for both underscores, so be sure to follow me on there as well. And again, we'll be back here tomorrow getting you prepped for game four, talking about what the Stars need to do in order to leave Climate Pledge Arena with a victory. But I hope you guys enjoy your Monday. Have a great day. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. <laughs>